I would like to procure the bag. I want to be a rich bitch. Penthouse doorman. Money, 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 rich bitch. Hey, give me that bag. Rich bitch. You're so rich. Hi. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. I can't believe it's Thursday already. What a week. What? I can. Can you? <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's, it's been long. Mon- I feel like it's Monday, and I just had a train wreck of a weekend. Oh wow! Okay, well, let's discuss. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. <laughs> um, welcome to you guys. To I want to be a rich bitch. I I too want to be a rich bitch. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're here. Um, <laughs> personal brand building. Personal brand building. <laughs> I will say though, to start us off on a really high note. Um, this month is going off like a gangbusters for you, gal. So I think uh, let's have it. I t- think for the rich bitch the in the house, uh, she's here. Uh, yes. This month has been. Slamming. Oh wait, is this about the photo shoot? And this is that's one of the five things. Five. Yes, God. Oh my God. So tell me, I'll be in Baltimore for a booking. I will then be in. Texas, Austin, Texas, oh. for a booking, and then I also will be in. Oh shit! There's another thing. All this month. You're national. She's she's national. Oh, um, I'm really excited. So, honestly, dude, and it's all because I finally, um, after moving in with my boyfriend in December, built my studio to really shoot my tapes. Really looking good, and then my voiceover studio has been. Kicking it, Poppin'. she got a booking for that. Yeah, but that was that was last month. So we'll, whatever. Um, so it's been good, man. I'm ready. I, I'm here. I'm here. You know, I love it. taxes I'm so have been done. Happy for you. Yeah. Taxes have been done a while. Oh, like, I, I got, haven't done mine yet. Oh, no, I'm you so haven't. like they're organized, and I've emailed my my tax woman who's, yeah. been, who's literally been doing them since like 2007. Dude, same. Like I have this girl. <clears throat> she's. I think it's for nine years. She said so. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jennifer Ambler, shout out Jennifer Ambler. Nice, Jennifer Just, Rachel. What a, what a tax Milner queen. for me. Tax queen. We love tax queen. <laughs> Not sponsored. Not sponsored <laughs> at all. They're like, please don't. They're like, you owe me money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the state and the country. Right. Okay, goodbye. No, Thank but you. the great thing about her is like, um, and yours is probably like this too. It's all like, I just do my, you know, because I'm an artist and I have a company. So then what I do is I, I have all my write offs. She's organized them brilliantly. And then I just add another you know, thing. And I add all the stuff in and, um, you know, make sure everything's right to the T, uh, send it in, send it on my WTs, whatever, electronically through a Google folder. And then she just does it. And then I already have gotten both my returns and Oh my God, I'm so jelly. Direct deposit. Yeah. I am. Mine are so complicated. So I have two LLCs. One I closed last year, but I haven't gotten the paperwork for it. So I'm still filing it this year because I'm like, I haven't heard from you and I don't need any penalties. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, so there's those two LLCs, yeah. both of which I have to file a 1065 and a K1. Mm-hmm. And then I have my regular taxes, which for all of last year, with the exception of the tour situation, the mm-hmm. tour of it all, uh, were all 1099. Oh. However, one of them mm-hmm. didn't send me any tax forms. So all I have are the pay stubs. So like, oh my God, I'm like, I, so <laughs> I have to send that to her and figure out what to do because I don't know if they filed. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. So I'm a little nervous about filing this year because, Lord Almighty, I'm like fully 1099, which is the space that I want to step into anyway by like being fully self-employed eventually. So like, uh, like that was kind of one of my things last year when I was looking for other forms of work after what went down went down. Can't talk about it for legal purposes. Um, but, (laughs) um, but I just was like, you know what? I don't, I, I had a, I felt a feeling about being 1099 because like taxes are complicated and everything else. And I just was like, no, if you want to work for yourself, you're going to be 1099 anyway. So just like get over it. Like, yeah, they just get over, just have like some money in in advance saved. So then when the tax, right. Well, that's, that's the gag. (laughs) (laughs) You have a little bit set of thorn. Yeah. But the good news is with a lot of like um, acting bookings, especially union bookings, it, the taxes are all taken out. And even with the agent agents fee and all that other shit, it's all good. Yeah. But totally. um, that's but for all the stuff that I do myself, like, you know, I tap my mic, I'm bad girl. <laughs> like I would know by now. It's literally my life. Um, <laughs> it's, okay. it's, um, on, it's on your neck. I'm worried that you're getting like good vibrations. Okay, I'm going to get it's all good. It's fine. 
It's fine. That's good. That's good right there. I'm gonna wear a college shirt now because I gotta be like a man now. No, you this don't. Podcast. I have to wear. Clip it into like... your hair. <laughs> like That's right gonna your be mouth. it. Yes. <laughs> like a little barrette. I like that. I love um, that. Sorry, I'm probably yes. My neck has been talking for the first half. It's this, all good. It's all it's, good. If you're listening to this on our on our nice Mikey mics, then this, you don't. Then have this any isn't relevant, on, and you don't care. So I'm gonna move on. But. Um, <laughs> It's been one of those days. I haven't had coffee yet, and I've been. Do you want some? No, I've been off coffee. Oh, that's right. You're you're weaning off. Yeah. Um, for three weeks, but now it's starting to get like. I think it's time. I think it's time. Like, Like, right? Yeah. And both my sister and my dad both tried to do that with the Mm -hmm. no coffee thing. Mm -hmm. I would never. Yeah, I usually would never. I only did it for like a thing. They were like, "You'll feel so much and more incredible." Well, it was a health thing, and so I tried it while I was going through this fun moment the last couple months. And uh, it has, I feel awesome, but I also don't want to not do it anymore. I want to be back on coffee. (laughs) Get me a drip. Get me a goddamn drip, bitch. Put it in my veins. So I'm going to start with maybe like a tea today. Like when Mm -hmm. I get back and just do like. Oh, I should be better at that. I should be like prepping. I should have like a whole spread here, honestly. Like, wouldn't that be fun if we had like a whole. for me, yeah. A whole like bakery spread with like tea and coffee. and crumpets for Sarah. Uh, um, But no, but yeah, no, I, I totally. But back to taxes. Like it is like. Yeah, so many of my work last, so much of my work rather last last year was 1099 as well, but a lot of it was W two, so I was able to um, not owe anything and got some back, so it was pretty cool. But lol, that's yeah. Not- I think I still owe from last year. I actually haven't checked on that. I know I did, and I don't remember if I paid it or not. <laughs> 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 Ooh, it's fine. It's, it's fine. all going to CEOs anyway. Who yeah, cares? Fine. Who gives a shit? They're all going to fucking. Yeah, so taxes, guys. So yeah, rich bitch, make sure you do your taxes. Make sure if you guys are self-employed, being badasses and you're in your own, yes. you know, making your own shit happen, yes. um, make sure you have some money set aside for the tax man because he won't come. Well, and this is also kind of a fun conversation money-wise in the rich of things yeah, we're like go. we're like I've always been of the mindset where like when you are on a 1099 and you're in the position where you're able to quote a, th- a thing for yourself yeah. where you're like this is how much it's cost yeah. gonna cost you to work with me yeah. I always add more above what I want it yes. to be for that reason mm-hmm. so that you can just like it's it's like not real money that you never had mm-hmm. um because what I used to do is though, it's percentage based, totally, so totally. Gonna, but like yeah. you know, it's something. Something um, it softens the blow for later. Yeah. Yeah. But like I, I used to always do the thing where it was like, please put this much in this account and this much in this account, so that it would be split, so that I would have like rent in one account and taxes in another account, and then like actual money in another account. So like mm-hmm. I have a I have a bank account that's just for rent. I don't touch it otherwise. Like, yeah. Like money just gets put into that. Yeah. Like whenever I get it. Yeah. And that it's just there. Yeah. And I don't have. A debit card for it. I have no access to it. You're just like, that is the money. It's linked to the portal where I pay my rent and that is it. That's good. I think that's very smart. Yeah. It's the only way rent gets paid. (laughs) (laughs) Because otherwise it'd be like, I really want to go to Hudson Hudson Yards Mall. (laughs) Yeah. Like I really want to do that. I want to buy some more Taft shoes. Yeah. Which basically cost rent anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Truly. Yeah. No, I think that's smart. Um, And also like having a tax person who, who's worked with, you know, business owners or people who are in the arts, especially like if it's for us, it's very important to have that. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's why Jennifer was appealing to me because she's an actress and she performs. And she's worked, she worked at H&R Block when I met her. And then she, like, branched off after, I think, like, 2010 or 11 to do mm-hmm. her own thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, she has just, like, she's so busy. Like, it's almost yeah. impossible to get a hold of her now, which is good for her, bad for me. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm also Same not I'm not an early bird. I'm not like, oh, it's January. I should book my appointment with Jennifer. <laughs> I'm like, it's April 7th. I should book my appointment oh, with Jennifer. Not. Yeah, no, I'm usually the February girl. But so this <clears throat> year I was the March girl. Yeah, um, I usually do March because that's when business taxes are due. Yeah, I was just like a March kind of gal yeah, this year. Yeah, I just get... couldn't. I, like with filming the pilot, which great news, we're fully funded for post. Yes. We have sixteen thousand views. So oh fuck yes. So we're talking this week about hiring the editor, and then um, my lovely boo boo uh, boyfriend Mike is um, almost done the rough cut of Bathe in the Night, which is the movie that we shot. So that's all good. 
Um, and then he's got a grant for his next movie. So he's working, you know, has to start working on that too. And today he's on set doing something crazy with some, I think it was like some F1 Formula One, the only American Formula One racer. He's doing oh, like a commercial with that person. Oh, today. cool. So that's what they're doing in a nice. warehouse. And he hired some of my friends to do the art, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Shout out Christina. Um, I actually had a, a conversation yesterday that I, I bookmarked in my brain to talk okay, about today. It. I mean, put and, it out. And I think it's, 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 it's important for, I think, what we're talking about now like it's going to take a turn but whatever anyway so the conversation was that this person i know has a film that is being shown at a festival in some state somewhere that's not close and i'm trying to be vague because i don't want to call them out um but they also have booked a small little show here in the city like nothing it's not significant it's not like a off-broadway broadway situation it's just like a little downtown thing Um, I don't know what the contract here is. I don't know what any of that is like. And they were like, yeah, I really want to go to the festival, but I have this show. And I'm like, don't do the show. Go to the festival. Yeah. Because in, in my in my thinking, and I want you to tell me if I'm wrong, because okay. you have more experience with this than I do. Like, if you're doing a show downtown, like, yes, people will come see you and, like, other things and blah, blah, blah. And you can invite agents and whatever if that's something that you need. But... Like, what are the odds of agents actually coming? And, like, who are you going to be performing for that's significant when you have a festival that's yeah. showing something you're already in, that your face is on, that your name is on, that yeah. you're in, mm-hmm. that you're part of the team for? And, like, who, like, people go to those things. Like, right. like real people go to those things. Yes, they do. <clears throat> I mean, I don't think it's, like, Aspen or anything, but... No. But, you know, it's it's still... In my mind, like, yeah, you're making a, a couple bucks doing a play, and it would cost you significantly more to go out there. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, it's like, well, I'd rather pay the money to go be around the kind of people that I need to be around right. instead of, like, doing some, like, whatever kind of show. Right. I think it depends. I agree Certainly. with you. Like, if it's some janky little festival. Yeah, if it's then a like janky whatever, little but... festival, and they're like, you won Best Trailer, and you're like, that's an award for this? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Not to read anyone involved with this. Ridiculous to give an award for the best trailer. That's fine though. I'm glad. Good, great. Yeah, that's an editing award. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's nothing else. Yeah, great. <laughs> nothing um, else. But yes, I, I I I think overall, if you go to a festival, and I'm not even a biggest fan of festivals to be honest. I go to festivals like when Dr. Seeds was getting into uh, TV pitch festivals. I always made sure that they were in festivals that had a pitch component, or or that I knew networks were there, so then I could funnel that into something beautiful, which I did, but it's like, or, or, um, you know, festivals where, uh, you know, you've seen people have success out of like someone showed up and was like, that's the show I'm going to bring this to blah, blah, blah. Or honestly, if it's your goal, let's just say this person, I don't know them, but let's just say their goal is to get this movie out there as much as possible. And they've probably done a history of these shows, possibly. It's probably the first time they've done a show. Typically, that's when I, that's what I see in my actor friends. Um, then, yeah, you should go because, um, especially if it's been picked to screen, you can see it on the big screen. Also, like the networking components of it are very high, especially if yours is being featured. Um, you know, and then go to. They usually have parties, events, networking things where you meet everybody who's there. That's filmmakers. Everyone who's there that is maybe was judging it or curating it, the people running the festival. You also can meet people who maybe they won't do some, they won't have something that maybe you need or whatever, but they could become collaborators or they could become people who um, say, Hey, did you submit for this festival? Cause this is the one where I'm going to do next. And I, da da da. And I, there are some instances where I never would have known about anything if I hadn't physically made the effort to go. Also, it's like, we're still in COVID land, but we're getting quote unquote out of it on May. I think the government said May, 11th or 15th we're we're officially back like i okay Ugh. sure but um oh i forgot that that viruses listen to schedule yeah i forgot about that <laughs> um <laughs> but like the way that's going means that like we're going to be back back in action so you know take advantage of these occurrences in your life where before everything is so inundated and you know you know the Javits center looks like it used to and shit is like you know every con Wild. every every fucking festival is like too many people you can't even breathe like yeah. take advantage you know yeah, so i would have absolutely gone but i'm not a theater person i'm a film tv person so i'm probably well, the I mean, last person in, in and i'm i'm asking this because i'm also both and this yeah. person is both and like in my mind i was like don't do the play go do the festival yeah. but like i mean you you're of course right. Like it's very, it depends 
depends on the specificities sure. of what the if it's situation the, if it's is. The, and the, the Panducky Kentucky Diggity Dog a festival, then maybe like take, take a step back. Tick-tockity Diggity Dog. Can we please start a festival of our own? Just just up here in Washington Heights. It's just like hillbilly gibberish. The Tick-tocky Diggity Dog Film Festival. Glizzies. And then that's it. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, there's some festivals where, come on, you know, it's okay, you set your thing, get that laurel, but. Yeah, yeah just okay. pile the laurels up. Pile those laurels on top of them yeah. laurels and be like, Laurel girl. Laurel, Who's Laurel? Laurel? Who's Laurel? <laughs> She's all over my fucking poster. I know Laurel well. Um, you know what I mean? So I think it's, <laughs> but I do agree in this instance, it does sound like that would have been the better move. I do think too, it's like, that's your creation being featured. I don't know what this person's. Um, uh, I think they're just in it. They're just in it. It's but like, I still they didn't think, write it, but still, I, I, I don't know, man. I would go. I'd rather go there. There's going to be a step and repeat, man. There's Hello. Be social media options. I know. Well, I just, I also just had that conversation too um, with my friend Catherine and Haley. I did. Mm-hmm. I went to Shocked Opening Night. Oh hell yeah! Which was a blast. I want to see it really bad. The show is so good. Not sponsored, but what it's is, so. Can we say good. what it's about at all or no? Is yeah, that I mean, it's it's hard to explain. So originally it was. He, I have no idea it, what it's Originally about. it was hee haw. Okay. And that's what they were billing it as, and okay. then that wasn't working and whatever, sure. and they configured all the that. things. And turned it to shocked. And Shit. it's basically like this small town story about a community that lives in a circle of cornfields that they're like trapped in, but they don't want to leave. So everything they have Whoa. is right there and they use corn for everything. Work. And then the corn dies and the the young sprite of a girl decides to leave town to try and fix it to find a solution because no one there knows what to do. Right. And then she comes back with this guy, and it's an outsider, and it's, like, this whole thing. But it's such a good story. And there's this twist at the end that, like, hits you in, like, a second. And I just was, like, crying. It's so good. And every single line is a punchline. Um, I believe the Times called it Dad Jokes the Musical. Oh, hell yeah. And they were trying to be rude because the reviewer was, like, he's infamously not kind. Okay. Uh, and he was trying to be mean by that, but it's true. And but I'm, I love that. And I'm here for that. Like, yeah, dad jokes, the musical. <clears throat> there was lit. my favorite. There, okay, I'm going to give you an example of a couple that yeah. stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. One was, uh, do you remember when we were kids and we used to make sandcastles with grandma until grandpa took the urn away? <gasps> and it was like... <gasps> Dark. Those are dark dad jokes. I like dark dad jokes. Same, but like, and then there was like Scorpio dad jokes. Yeah, Yeah. there was one that was like, um, my dad is a Scorpio. So there you go. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Um, But there was one that was like, uh, just like the lazy dentist said, brace yourself. Oh, fuck, dude. All right, cool. I like it. I like it. Like, like, and it was just like um, my grandmother used to say this joke. um, Her face was flush, but her broad shoulders saved her. Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's, it's that. that. It's yeah, that. it's that. It's that. And I it's love like that. Every other line, and oh, like there was yeah. another one that was like, um, if you have time to take a bullet for someone, they have time to move. Oh, and it was work. like, oh my God, that's no, but that's that's. That's tea. I'd take a bullet for you. It's like, well, if you well, had the time yeah. to do that, then, then like, just step out the way and none of us have to. Right. Then we all then live. We all are okay. We all get to live. Yeah. I love that. But it's so wow, funny wow, wow, and wow. so silly. That. But point being, um, you know, the red carpet situation mm. was happening and my friend Catherine was like the correspondent and Ooh, she was like interviewing I people I saw your social. Through. I was like confused about what's happening, but I liked it. Yeah. I was just, I was an observer, but yeah. that was my friend Catherine. Oh, and work. then my friend Haley, who is in six, she and the other Queens like walked the carpet. Cool. And afterwards we were kind of talking about it and they were like, you know, Haley, Haley was saying like, oh, they have another carpet to go to for another show. And she's like, you know, we only get one day off a week and like, I'm so tired, whatever. And, but it was like the conversation of like how it's important to do those things yes. because like getting images to show up. and Google ability yep. and like have the thing to show, like mm-hmm. I'm legitimate, I'm here mm-hmm. because you're in an industry that's so saturated and so full of people who are important. And yeah. it's just like adding your stamp to the pile. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me and you know like Catherine now has like oodles of footage of her doing red carpet That's and awesome. Haley has tons of footage of her doing red carpets not just shucked but others because yeah. she's in six plus all that footage and it's just like this mountain of like, validation and content mm-hmm. and, and legitimacy yeah. bu- building I guess authority building yeah. I guess in marketing world we call it but like 
you know, it is important to do, especially, yeah. especially, especially if it's your own project that you are in. Whew, like, truly. could you imagine going to a red carpet for a Broadway show and the cast doesn't show up? That's terrible. Like, that's so weird. That's so odd. Like, where's the cast? Why aren't they here? And so, like, that, that was kind of what I was thinking when we were talking about how yeah. it's important to go to those things yes. for that reason, exactly, ex- and specifically for the red carpet yeah. moment. I literally, like, you know, um, I can't speak for it enough. Um, ITV Fest formerly is now Catalyst. Uh, and that's where we went with Dr. Seeds. Um, and there was one, like, little step and repeat at just this moment. And at the time, I think they were sponsored by, like, CAA or HBO or something crazy, something awesome. And I just stood right quickly in front of it and did like a little thing. And that got me so much more attention than that my shit's at the, you know what I mean? Like it was just wild, you it's know? It's never the thing you want it's it to be. It's never the thing. And you're like, that was it? <laughs> oh, okay. You know, and then also having a fabulous uh, female creator, Misha uh, Calvert. Love her. Love her. Not sponsored, but um, love not her. Not sponsored, but love her. Not that she needs to sponsor us. No, 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 no. <laughs> my friend, sponsor right, right, right. us. <laughs> um, also, my dad's a Scorpio. Sponsor us, dad. Sponsor dad. Um, um, Vermilion Club. Yeah, Vermilion. Misha, yeah, Vermilion. Get it. Um, she's incredible. And uh, she, she actually was like, I would love to play. Um, I just made fun of trailers, but whatever. I'm going to backtrack on that. She's <laughs> like, I would love to play Dr. Seeds' trailer to like these, these networks. I think one was, one was, um, RIP, uh, uh, adaptive studios. The second one was, um, the ones where they list all the funny stuff. Oh shit. I can't remember. And then another big network. And they, she goes, I play doctor. I want to play that during the Q and a and have them discuss it. And I was like, yeah, girl, ring it out. Tell it, yeah. take it to court, Laurels. have the babies talk, <laughs> you know, cause it was already in the festival, but it was like, this was an extra little moment. And I was like, let's go girl. So we show up and all three of them are obsessed with their trailer. Cause it's insane. It's Dr. Seeds. It's riding the D with Dr. Seeds. If you haven't watched it on Plex TV, it's literally, ins- it's literally like just, it's like Adult Swim made a show that was for, like, New Yorkers. I don't know. It's wild times. No, I love it. It's insanity. So, anyway, they were all like, dude, I'm obsessed with this. So, like, three of them actually reached out to me afterwards, and we had meetings and stuff. So, look, you never know what's going to happen, but I'm saying if I hadn't gone to the festival, I wouldn't have the the wherewithal to be like, yeah, show my show – my, I'm here. Oh, there's my friend Misha. Oh, she's like, Sarah, I would love to show your thing. I didn't know you were going to be here. Great. Guys, blah, blah, blah. None of that would have happened if I wasn't physically there. So I'm just saying, like, show up. Yeah, and I mean, like, of course, there's a there's a, a servant limit to both, right? Like, sure. like showing up great, like stuff like that can yeah. happen. But then, like, also maybe if you're doing a, an actual show that's yeah. happening live in New York City, like, you know, the same thing could happen. So it's kind of like pick your battles. But for me, I would I'd rather do the festival. Yeah. I, it's, I think I would more, well, here's what I say for the person focus on what is your, cause I always say shoot for the ultimate dream. Like if your ultimate dream is to be a film and TV actor professionally, right. then you'd go to the festival. Then do that, yeah. If your ultimate goal is to be a th- theater person and continue to do that and grow your base there, mm-hmm. then you do that. It's well, really dependent on what you want. Totally. And I think, I think for the people who want both, it's just kind fine. of like, it's, it's fine, but I think it's also like, you know, and I, I made a YouTube about this for my, my thing. Oh yeah. My things. Yeah. Um, the how to be a big deal, which is coming soon. Um, or maybe by the time this comes out, it'll who be knows? already there. Who knows? <laughs> but how to be a big deal under Edward Minsky for YouTube, um, where I'm talking about, uh, like, oh shit, now that I've done that, I forget what I was saying. Um, so like some of us want to be both theater. And oh, right. Leading with the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I use this example about how I used to go through a thong phase and Work. like that would always get me metrics on the socials because okay. my ass was everywhere. Yeah. But like then when I actually did something I cared about, it was crickets. And it's uh-huh. because I was leading with the wrong thing. Yeah. And so like, so like for people who want to do film and TV, I think it's kind of the measuring of which one you want more Yes. and lead with that and yes. let the rest follow. Cause it's the all ships rising kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? You can't, I, I think you, it's possible to put an equal amount of stock into all the things that you're doing, but I also feel like that can burn you out real fast. Hundred percent. Speaking from experience, <laughs> 2019. <laughs> yeah, he's reading me too. Uh, yep. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, if you lead with the one, the rest will follow follow because it's all connected. Yeah. And so if you drag one along, the rest will come with it. Yeah. And and it really just is kind of balance figuring out what that balance is between all the things that you love and which one makes sense to lead with first. Yeah. That can then also support the rest. Yes, I agree. And I forget to do that all the time because I'm like, I want to do everything. Well, I like, you know, how I present myself on social media is actor, writer, producer, and that's the order that <clears throat> I give a shit about, frankly. And um 
actor, writer, creator, actually. So I changed it to creator because um, that's just so much more that goes into things than when I produce. So I I have it in that order specifically because my focus is my acting, me as a performer, as a talent, writing, because I just seem to really enjoy it and make really cool stuff. And I I am getting hired uh, on the side sometimes for some shows and stuff to be one of the writers. I've been in a few writers rooms. I love that shit, but it doesn't take over my life. Meaning I'll write, I'll write, but I can always go to an audition. I can always go to, you know, and then, you know, creating it's, it's a whole other thing. It's, it's the producing, but it's also like creating my own content, creating my own big, big time series or sketches or podcasts. Like yeah. that's important, but, but really, you know, you have to put it, you have to make sure that your focus is on the main thing as well. That should be getting a lot of the attention that you have to give. And it's very possible because we're doing something great like this where we live our lives and people want to hear, hear about what we're doing and what we're doing. If I'm not out doing it, what am I providing on this? You know? So, and this is wonderful because it's an easier vessel to get information to people and update people and and help people. I also think we have like the luxury of, of social media as a marketing tool for ourselves because what you were saying, like what you lead with the first thing that you identify with, like that's my big three. That's a, that's a, the big three should be something that is in your profile somewhere because people like, unless people are actually paying attention and like, like clocking these things out, they're not necessarily, maybe going to have a full right. scope of what you're doing. So by being able to say mm-hmm. actor, writer, creator, mm-hmm. and having that put somewhere in your profile or a, mm. f- or a cover photo or wherever yeah. have you, um, for the masses who don't know you personally, mm-hmm. like that's like, that's an easy breezy tool that you can it kind is. of like do in two seconds on the socials. It is. And, and, you know, and to add on that, like, you know, I did a, a big talk for SEG after about pitch decks because I do have experience, um, years of pitching shows. Um, I'll be pitching four in September in LA. Um, and I have a lot of experience, but also I made my own pitch decks and especially over COVID that was like the safety thing I could do from home. Now are pitch decks my focus? No. Am I really freaking good at them? Hell yes. So (laughs) when I did that speech, people were pouring in with like pitch decks and I've had to be very selective in that Again, pitch checks are not my focus. My focus is my career, no, da, da. But I do love making them, and I can make them, and it's great money. So I always kind of, for that, when there's something that's coming at you that's just like a gift that people are just giving you, mm-hmm. I always say don't turn that away if it doesn't make you horrified. Right. If it doesn't repulse you. Right. Then maybe go for that, but make it so it's it's manageable within the framework of your life. So for that, I always only take two a month. Sometimes if one you know continues on to the next because the creators are still working on certain things, that's fine because usually it's like a little stag. It's like a, here's the, the text portion. And then here's my time coming in and revamping your text, but then making the entire thing. So I've made it so it's possible for me to have a business, literally a thriving pitch check business, but it's not taking over my life like at all because I'm able to, you know, do that. Yeah. And I think, I think this is something we talked about before too, is like having, having something that is not the performing yeah. that sustains you so that yes. you can perform because yes. it's always been the wealthier people or the privileged people or the Nepo babies that are successful because they can afford to be, because sometimes you do have to pay to be in big rooms. Sometimes yeah. you do have to spend a lot of money to go to festivals. And if you don't have the means to do that, then you're missing out on opportunities that could lead to other right. things. Right. And that's not to say that like being poor is impossible to maneuver in this industry. I've done it for a very long time, <laughs> but like, you know, are there opportunities I missed out on? Yes. I mean, I think, but the primary one I always think about it's in my book too, is uh, when I was doing hairspray in Reno on one of our days off, Tara Rubin's office called me in for Jersey Boys. Mm. And I could have gone, but I couldn't afford the ticket. It was like an oh. $800 ticket. It would have taken like four layovers to get back. And like maybe I would have missed a show. Yeah. And like in hindsight, who cares? Yeah. Like, and I really should have spent the money. And yeah. I, my perception was that I didn't have it. I could have split it across a couple credit cards or asked my parents for yeah. help or whatever, but I didn't because like, I was, I wanted, I wanted so badly to just be able to do it myself. And instead I like shot myself in the foot and like cannibalized an opportunity by just telling myself no before I even like explored other options. Right. 
And, you know, I, that's not something that I'm like regretful or resentful of, or like harp on too much, but that's just an example of like how having something to sustain you monetarily that maybe isn't a nine to five job or isn't, you know, waiting tables or bartending, not that there's anything wrong with that, but like, it's so important to just be able to have, I can't do it anymore either. It's it's too much. I haven't done it since in eight, nine years. I just won't do it. I just, yeah, it's no, but, um, but like having, having a source of income that's independent of, that's dependent on you, but not necessarily being in a location. Right. So you can do it from anywhere. Right. Is kind I mean, it's kind of always been the name of the game, but especially now with the internet being what it is, like Mm -hmm. being able to build yourself a business or anything, anything that brings you in money so that you can fly across the country to go to a film festival. Yes. Do it. Do it. Be the pitch queen. Be that queen. Be the, <laughs> the pitch is back. Yeah. The pitch is back the on the best SAG. title of any SAG after. Truly, so brilliant. Of all time. I can't believe that's what they gave me. And, and when I got in the room, and they were like, "So here's some titles we're floating around." Like in one of their one of their peeps, he was just like, "The pitch is back," and I was like, "Well, that's it. You just and got we're it. done here. And we're done. That literally, <laughs> the fact that you're allowing that to be the one is is, is incredible iconic. to me. And. I will have the edgiest title and it's the best title and it describes me perfectly. Thank you. Yes. That's the one. It's full embodiment. Please take that. Put that everywhere. They're yes. in the, okay, we will. And I was like, <laughs> yes, go on. Mm-hmm. You um, sure will. I'm, I'm trying to do a talk at a, speaking of film festivals. Um, the Inwood Film Festival is fantastic. It's coming up. Um, I saw a sign for that around oh, the neighborhood. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, uh, that's where Mike got his grant. Um, I have been invited to a couple things there. I've been on their podcast. It's fantastic. Um, and I would love to, I've talked about you to him, actually, the guy who runs the whole thing. Oh, so thank you. So you're an uptown boo now. So you I am an uptown boo. So it's all uptown artists. So it's all about our, our community up here. Yeah. Well, um, when this thriving. book, when this book starts to move yeah, on, on the things, like I'm going to need it. Yeah. So there's going to be, there's going to be, yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's important. And, um, but anyway, uh, I'm, we're, we're trying to do a talk. I don't know if it's going to go through because of course there's some red tape. I need to have lawyers with me fr- that are from the contracts department. Um, it's also on Memorial <laughs> weekend, but I'm trying to do a talk at the Inwood Film Festival about, um, making your own thing and how easy that is and how easy it is to use the contracts. It's really not hard, but people think it is because because everybody will tell you it's hard. Everyone will tell you how this and that, blah, 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 blah. And right. it's impossible, blah, blah, blah. And then you do it and you're like, oh, okay. Well, those people right. are just those people. It's the same people that said, you know, uh, getting married and planning your wedding is a nightmare. It's the worst thing. I, I planned the shit out of it. <laughs> it was so fun and awesome. And I, it was the dopest one of all time. No, yeah. did the marriage work out? Hell no. But that wedding was not sick, the point. Bitch. It was on a penthouse <laughs> in Manhattan. And so whatever. Well, and, and also all of that too comes down to a couple things. Like, I mean, I, I, within the artist community and myself, I'm totally guilty of this too. It's first of all, like a scarcity mindset yes, of be, exactly. of like frantically panicking everywhere, thinking that you have to have all this money to create stuff and you don't. Mm-mm. Um, also, it comes down to time management and distraction and focus, which I'm horrible at because I'm like shiny. And then I get, so and then I go off to something else and it's like, I have a bunch of half finished projects. Yeah. Um, and it's just also then like the the ability to be influenced by other people instead of just doing it yourself. Yeah. Like just do it yourself. I honestly get learn for yourself. Maybe I'm so insane, but like for lack of a better word, maybe I'm so just like I don't know what I am, a contrarian. But when people were like, Yeah, Dr. Saints making it oh sag is gonna be so difficult. I was like, my mission is to make it the most saggy sag. Second, 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 second thing yeah. that's ever. And now you're like the queen of that. Yeah. So, I mean, and that <laughs> happened in another way that had nothing to do with my show, which is great. My yeah. show benefited from me being so involved in SAG in the next gen performers committee and then getting elected to the board. And then my show was like, they were like, yeah, we have this hybrid one. It was before they had come out with, uh, the new, like uh, the micro, yeah, the new, yeah, not the micro. Cause it was more than that. It was, um, cause it's more money, but to, to bring up the micro budget, the micro budget agreement from sag is literally a form you fill out online. That's literally it. You have to have uh 20,000 or less per episode, or if it's one project, 20,000, um, and you negotiate, you can use union talent and you negotiate them privately with, with what, and you have to, you do not have to pay towards pension and health. It's very interesting. It's actually, uh, I've used it, uh, not for any of my stuff yet, but I've, I've been on things where I was the main actor and stuff. And to be honest, that actually empowered me to ask for more money than I actually would have on a day rate. And I got it. So yeah. Cause you don't have to pay pension and health. Yeah. So like that leaves some room in the budget, yeah, leaves some room. And also like if I'm the one 
or two SAG after actors on set and I'm the lead, I'm going to ask for more and yeah, you're going to give it to me. It's going to be awesome. So I think it's very empowering. It's not hard. And also don't be afraid to, if you're a New Yorker, it's New York at SAGAFTER.org. Or if you're, um, or if you're not a local to New York, just call your local, um, and ask them any questions and in all questions, even if you think you did something naughty and bad, like I shot this thing, I'm union, uh, it's already done. What do I do? Because, yes, you're supposed to do it before. Naughty, naughty. But if you call them, <laughs> there's things they can do. There's things we can figure out. There's people you could talk to. There's ways to do it. Um, so just don't be afraid. Stop having that scarcity mindset. Just give someone a call. Yeah. I annoyed the shit out of my SAG person, uh, Kamal Talbot, you batty boo, um, out in L.A. when I first did uh, Dr. Seeds. And not Dr. Seeds, the big pilot that was on Amazon and stuff. Just the web series that I just had in my head. Mm-hmm. I self-funded it. It was like four grand. And um, I had a little bit of money from a, from a producer who then became my executive producer later um, who gave me more money, which is incredible. He's awesome. David Russo, I love you so much. Um, but when I was making it, I was like, I want to do new media. And I don't know what to do. I've never done a side contract before, side after contract. And I am terrified. And I just had – I got assigned a guy. I annoyed that boo-boo all day long, sent emails every day. I was like, hey, boo. Again, I'm sorry. I'm so annoying. So just let me be clear. So this is the paperwork I need in now. This is the one that I will be doing. This is what I want. I organized and everything. And it was so much fun and so cool. Yeah. So powerful and fun. Yeah. I mean, I know so many people that are like, oh, I want to, I think I want to do this. I want to do this. And like two years down the road, they're like, oh, I still want to do this. this Well, then do it. I don't know what to tell you. Right. And it's just kind of like that. I, I, maybe, maybe it's like people are waiting for permission. Cause I think we're so used to sitting uh, around waiting for permission. Right. Like we do an audition, then we're like waiting for their permission to get the role to do the thing. I also just bumped my mic. So we're, oh e- God, we're even so now, messy um, now. but, but it's just <laughs> messy, but like it okay, it's, so. um, it's just like the sitting around and waiting thing, yeah. like the hurry up and wait adage that people yeah. are always talking about. And there's there's a lack of maybe taking action or there's yeah. like a paralysis around not knowing where to start or what yes. to do. And, you know, I mean, both of us are like living testament that like you just have to do something. If you do yes. something, something will happen. If you do nothing, nothing, nothing will happen. happen. So yeah, like just take, make a, take a step, any step. Any doesn't step. matter what step it is. Honey, <laughs> make a video that's silly and put it as a reel on your Instagram and see what happens. Uh, yeah. You know, Again, you the luxury of social media and using it to your benefit. It costs no dollars. Write a poem, put it on Canva, make it look pretty with a, with a bird in the background, post it to your grid or post it to, you know, you yeah. know what I mean? Read it out well, loud. Add I mean, some don't do, don't do that. But yes, yeah, I, I see you what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, some people have really great poetry and great quotes, and they share it on. Their yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it. that's that's a whole like what the app is favoring conversation. That's a much different, longer, bigger. Sure. But thing. if that's what you're doing but your yes. heart is what I'm saying. Like if you're right, a poet, right. put it out there. Yeah. Well, and there, it's also like a, a question of like, you know, I think there's a lot of preconceived notions of social media and what it has to be. Yeah. And like because that's be the that. space that I I work in, like. It doesn't have to be most of what you're thinking. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. In fact, break all the rules. Who knows? Like maybe because you are a rule breaker and you're doing it really weird. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> it'll be like, oh no, God. But, but that's it. I mean, yeah. like, and one of the biggest examples I use all the time is Lizzo. Mm. Lizzo is not playing by anyone's rules, but no. her own. And she's just, she's like a big black girl playing the flute. Yep. And if you would have told me a decade ago that that was going to be one of the biggest pop stars at this time, I would have laughed in your face. Mm-hmm. But good on her. And yeah. I'm obsessed. I think oh, she's I amazing. Her. Like a flute player. Like, what is this? The 70s with Jeth- Jethro Tull? Oh, yeah. Like, get out of here. <laughs> no, I fucking love it. Yeah. I do. I'm obsessed. It's I remember great. hearing her, though, before she even had popped off. I was in Los Angeles. And one of my friends had one of her out, like one of her, like. Uh, one of her tracks on, I think she was on Spotify, but it was like only a few tracks. And one of my favorite songs was what the hell my phone, how I'm supposed to get mm-hmm. home. And like that song messed it's, me up. Yeah. It's the whole you. Time. I know. <laughs> Why the hell am I phone? Why I'm supposed to get home? <laughs> Two, three, 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 come on. Where my phone looking around? Where, where am I? Yeah. Anyway, so I love her. I um, and, she, and all, all that to say, like, yeah, if you're weird and just putting things out there by your rules, like yeah. someone will be able to, someone will appreciate you. Someone will. And we see that a lot on TikTok too, right. with like the way that that algorithm functions. It's like the individuality pieces and not copying other people and just like doing, doing it the way that you want to do it is mm-hmm. really like what's taking off. And it always has been. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of the app. Um, you know, is just kind of like, I hate to use authenticity, but it's authenticity. It is. 
Be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> but like, think about think about a uh, Hollywood. You know, they'll, they'll have yeah. a movie that comes out, and then everyone's like, "I want to be like that movie." When before, no one would pick up that damn movie. They're like, "Oh, what a western!" Ew. Oh wait, a western came out. Wait, I like all westerns now because that one did good. Oh, right. let's make a million. Or uh, you know, no strings attached. Friends with benefits. It's, the movie came out the same time. It's it's about the same thing. It's the same thing. You know, yeah. it's like shit like that. <laughs> it's always like okay, you know, y'all are just doing the same thing. But well, and it's it's easier to follow a map than be a map maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah You yeah. know, and so when you're the map maker in that sense, where yeah. you don't have a, another map to follow, yeah, it's jarring. It's scary, and and I can understand why the paralysis exists. Because certainly I've gone through phases of that where it's like, I don't know what to do because I want to do so many things and I don't know where to start. But if I start, then I have to do it and I don't know how to do it. And it just goes in this horrible circle. It's a horrible circle. And it's just not the best. Well, I wanted to bring up something, um, you know, that's kind of in that vein about mental health. Um, Yeah. What a subject for this week. Well, (laughs) yeah, I just feel like, um, you know, there's something off right now, I think, with with everything, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we all know that. I think we all feel um, that the world, and I mean like the whole world, is off right now, like in many ways. Not just with wars, not just with former presidents (laughs) and all the other crazy Capitalism. Not just with all that. It's with... With the fact that we were in lockdown for a while, came back, guns blazing, kind of were racing, and now we've kind of gotten to the point where this is, we're back to the new normal in a way, and um, I think, I, I can't describe it, but I think a lot of people, and I'm speaking from personal experience, like, I feel I feel okay, but I do see around me a lot of sadness, a lot of um, not having balance, a lot of uh, lost people or people going through it. Yeah, I same. And I think I think what that is coming from and this I can only speak for myself sure. is like before shutdown, I was going 7000 miles an hour. Yeah. Um I was drinking all the time because I couldn't I was so amped up all the time from everything I was doing. I couldn't sleep, so I would drink to sleep. Mm. Um and I would literally drink until I blacked out and went to sleep. Like that just what wow. that's just how I was living my life. And I remember saying to one of my best friends, like, I need help and I don't know how to stop. And then shutdown happened and it was like, Oh <laughs> great, I can stop now. <laughs> there and you go. The first week I remember the first week I my mom I called my mom and I was just like, I feel great. I was like, this is wonderful. Can we do this every year? <laughs> and it was just like, nobody needs me. I don't need to be anywhere. Yeah, no one's calling me. Rest. It was like wonderful. Yeah. And I think we should do that once a year for 30 days. Um, just <laughs> shut the whole world down. Yes. Everyone has a 30-day vacation. Do whatever the yeah. hell you want. Love it. Um, and Let's it'll have to be cyclical it. so that we can still have things working, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Each country has a month. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, but it's also... <sighs> You know, like going from that level of work to the complete opposite and then having this like slow, cautious climb Mm -hmm. kind of back. Yeah. And now I think for the most part, people have re-regulated to what things were-ish before. And we're hitting this point where we're like, wait a minute. I didn't like this the first time. Yeah. Why am I doing this again? Something's in the back of their head saying like, like this is, ooh, this wait. doesn't, this is why I stopped. Yeah. yeah like yeah, this is why this, and I'm, I'm kind of in a similar place where it's like, <sighs> I wanted to get away from working 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 yeah, hours no. a day. Don't and, and it's happening again. And I'm, I'm super resistant to it because I don't feel, I knew what it did to my health back then. And I and knowing that I cannot do that. However, at the same time, it's just like I'm so afraid of falling back into that place. And I think that's a lot of what this collective sphere, yeah, and and really seeing capitalism kind of unabashedly not give a shit about any of us anymore. Not that they did before, but no. now they're just being super transparent about it. Yeah. And, and being like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I don't want to do not what I want to do to make someone else money mm-hmm. when I am perfectly smart enough and capable enough to do my own thing. Right. And then it goes back into the paralysis point that we were talking about earlier where you feel that way, but then you're like, but I don't know where to start. Yeah. What do I do? And I think, I think too, it's like, I agree. I think it's also like, you know, with the isolation, some people really took it well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, Some people did not I've flourished. Some people, um, really took it terribly, terribly to the point where a lot of shit went down. So as an example, um, I was going to a friend's birthday, um, this past week and, um, 
he was like, I invited 20 people, which normally then about 15 would show up, you know? He goes, but I'm, I'm anticipating like five because almost, he said three or four people that I spoke to on the phone who I hadn't gotten on the phone in a bit, but I love them. And I wanted them to come to my birthday. We're not okay. We're like, like now. Yeah. Right now we're not okay. Um, we're like, I don't know if I can be out right now with people. Also, some people were like, yeah, I've been dealing with this and that. Like, I just don't think I can. Or like, it was just like a lot of that, a lot of like, uh, and, and then, so that happened. So then there were only like five of us. And I was like, this is so weird because I remember it has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with like human beings right now. And I go, you know, I'm feeling something. I'm feeling this like energy of like defeatist or, or scarce, scared, um, everything that leads with fear, honestly, all the fear things, um, you see it on the subway. It's totally different now, different vibes than it was like things like that. And, um, I was speaking to a friend who I'm doing a scene with for my international acting studio. Shout out TS and Adam. Hi, best publicist and teacher. And, uh, we're doing a scene together and I was speaking to her about, um, I've been noticing more and more like people, maybe not in my definite group, but people in my circle that I do see every so often or speak to don't seem to be doing very well. And I mean that in like general. And, um, she was like, Oh my gosh, I went to a birthday and, a third of the people showed up like, girl, that was the story I was just about to tell you. So it was interesting. And she's in the UK. So, um, interesting. Yeah. So it's like a universal thing right now. I know that's way birthdays are not symbolic of like whatever, but I'm saying like human beings, um, there's something, there's something going down. I, and I, my guess is truly that like you were saying is that we were off the grid for a while. A lot of us got better. A lot, some of us got worse. Uh, and then we were kind of thrust back into this thing and it's always going to be jarring, especially if we're going in a direction that we didn't want to be in Yeah. again. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. I think of like, <clears throat> what is that thing when you like, you're driving really fast and you roll the window down, you put your, you slowly put your hand out and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that's where we're at yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, you know, because we went from being in like the safety of the car and being like, okay, things are okay now, rolling down the window, yeah. and like, here we go. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you put your arm out too fast, too long, and you're like shaking all over the place. Right, right. And I feel like that's kind of where we're at. And and I know I feel that. And it's mm-hmm. just so like, like even just sitting here, I am tired. I know, boom. And you know, I want you to. It's be. only Thursday. I know. I don't want you to. <laughs> um, I don't either. But it's it's just like this weird. Again, like, and I think, and I don't want to be like, you know, naive and be like, all of our problems will be solved if we all just started our own business. Because, <laughs> like, that just invites no. a whole different world of problems. But it would, in a way, theoretically make it easier if it was a, if it was some kind of work like you do pitch decks, like two, three times and a coaching month. And coaching and I'm writing yeah. my own stuff. And yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. And not work 17 hours a day no. doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like no. there's, there's not a balance somewhere and I think it exists. It does. And maybe it's not the kind of balance that's going to make you millions of dollars, but like it can sustain you so that you can do the thing you want to do. And, right. uh, and I think a lot of that comes from just, I hate to say mindset because I hear it so often. I'm just like completely like sugar catatonic from it, which the woo woo shit, like great, bring it on. I love it. But also like too much of a good thing. Yeah. Um, however, like it really is kind of the idea. And I feel like I was better at this before when I had like a desk job and like it was a whatever job. It wasn't going to be a career. And I knew that. And it was, I was intentionally taking a break from performing for a minute so that I could like sit down and have a life where I wasn't hopping all over the country and like make an hourly and just sit at a desk and be like, duh. And because of that, I wrote my book at that desk. Oh, right. And it was also, like, and I think the point that I'm trying to make is that it was, is it was a job that I cared enough about to show up to and do all the things and, and play by the rules and, and gave a shit about in that sense, but didn't give a shit about enough in that if an opportunity came up, I would have turned it down for that job. And so if creating your own business or your own monetization of a thing is not your path, then like take a job and just realize like, I don't care. And it doesn't matter if this goes away Mm -hmm. because it's not what I want to do. Right. And, you know, I know that that's coming from a place of enormous privilege where I've been able to do that before and catch myself and continue and be fine. And certainly not everyone feels that way, Mm -hmm. but 
I mean, like every single business says that they're hiring right now. So like, and yet they're if you hate your job, well, that's a different conversation, but yes, sure. But yes. Yeah. But like, if you hate your job or you don't want to be there anymore, leave, but also just like own it. Like, I hate it here and it's just a means to an end. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the the mindset that I thrived in the most Mm -hmm. when I was writing my book. It was like, this job doesn't fucking matter. I will say though, and I, and I agree with you, but the only thing I'll counterpoint is that, um, for a little bit is that when you do do your own shit, you create your own shit. You're constantly, you can be a millionaire like in two seconds. Absolutely. It's like the, the opportunities like in the rooms that you get into, Yeah, it just changes everything. Like as soon as I was like, okay, so I'm literally just creating and I'm literally just going to act and I'm literally just going to whatever. All of a sudden these rooms I was getting, I'm sitting next to like crazy people that I never would have met. And I think that, it's still, it was still hard, especially in the beginning, you know, financially. But once you get to like your point where you are, can, you can be comfortable, you're pursuing things that you love. It just starts to expand to the point where like that can happen. For sure. It you know? just, and it also is just a time thing. It's a time thing. It's time plus intention. Like we were saying, like, mm-hmm. why are you going to the film festival right. across the country? Right. Well, it's not just to be there for the red carpet. Right. That is helpful, but it's also to meet the other people that'll be there who could do the things Facts. for you. And so it's like taking the time and the money to go and do the thing and basically investing in yourself to like meet those people and mm-hmm. elevate yourself to the next level, because that's what that looks like 100%. in this world. You know, oh my God, my Statue of Liberty is backwards. Oh my gosh, turn around, girl. Turn Show around, girl. <laughs> Show me that but don't. Um, But yeah, so it's like, you know, it's finding the balance of of creating your own thing and also being able to sustain Sustain yourself. Sustain that. But also like if that's not fully possible from the jump, which for a lot of people it's not, like being able to have a job that you're like whatever and just do it, show up, do the thing, and then go do your creative thing. It's so smart. You know, and or, you know, I mean, I was I used to tell people all the time, like, just get a desk job that you don't care about, that you have access to a computer (laughs) to, because then you can just sit there and submit for auditions and and write. A lot of my friends who are actors um, who like sometimes will be on Broadway and then they're not. They'll be like, yeah, I work at a temp, a temp agency, and every yeah. so often I'll say yes to something, and then I don't, and then bye. Yeah. You know, it's like my live producing stuff or my managing live events. Uh, I'll say yes if it's ducats in the bank. And then that that gives me, like, months of, like, I don't really know how yeah. to do jack shit, but yeah. I'm going to do all the great creative things that I do that actually also give me right. money. So let's go. Listen, how we create our the- revenue stream, how we start investing, how we start doing all that stuff. Yeah. Well, and I, I love a windfall because a windfall means yes. that you can take a break. Yes. That's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> a windfall is why I was able to move into this apartment, right, you know, and right. like a windfall is why I was able to kind of like take two months last year and not do anything. Don't feel bad about it either. Take no, that don't. damn windfall. Take the windfall. Take advantage. As you said, feel bad about yeah. it. Better take advantage of that. My first, one of my, well, it wasn't my first summer, but when I worked in uh, venture capital, yeah, I had a summer, it was the summer of 2008. Where everything blew up and fell apart. And once Lehman went down, I was laid off and I got a four-month severance package, which was full pay, full benefits, full everything. And I didn't have to go into the office. And, like, I was 22. So, like, of course there was going to be some fuckery and, like, some some – I went to every party I could get my hands on. I get it. It was so fun. One of the best summers of my life. But because I had that money floating me along and didn't have to work, I took some jobs here and there. Mm -hmm. But, like – you know, I was able to set myself up to get headshots done and like take some classes and start Upgrade. start auditioning. And that fall, I booked my first job out of town because I had that period of time where I had a windfall and was able to be like, deuces, bye. Take advantage of your windfalls. Take advantage y'all. of the windfalls. Like, For I, you. Yes. And like, I think there's such a, a, again, the scarcity thing with the creative community is just like you get a windfall and you have to hold on to it and squirrel it away. And like, that's true to a point. Oh, yeah. But like, put some aside to like live off of, We're like all- turn the switch off and just like be a creative person for a second. Straight up, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Like I'm, part I, of this. Is if I got off. a windfall right now, I would pay off two credit cards and go to Europe and then go max them out again. Yeah. And come back and be like, oh, that was great. Let's start over. I literally will take a portion of this. I will invest it because she's that girl, mm-hmm. and I will save it to uh, upgrade certain things, and the rest will go into savings, and then whatever is left over, that's a trip to Bali because seriously, it's not that much. Yeah, really and once you get there, 
Yeah. Pennies on the dollar. Pennies on the dollar. Except, uh, it, yeah, oh, I know. You're like, here's a butler. Um, here's like yeah. all this vegan food. Enjoy. Um, that's 40 bucks a night. Enjoy your <laughs> gigantic mansion. And you're like, what is going on? Oh, by the way, you have your own balcony with a hot tub. Thank you. Yeah. And also like, <clears throat> also like to celebrate, I also want to say too, when you're, when you're actually, to be honest this morning, the reason I was actually partially late is I had a friend who's close to me who is having a very rough time and she's not the kind of person that. I feel has a lot of rough times. So I'm saying this also like this is happening at a a grand scale. People are having a rough time. And I think it has to do both with the economy that eggs cost like 50 bucks or the fuck's going, I don't need eggs. So I don't know. I don't need eggs. They don't either. (laughs) But they cost a lot of money. Barely. I don't fucking know. Um, You know, and uh, a lot of economically um, our, our industry is slow right now. I will say that with the nth degree on today and I'm going to date us, but I don't care at on in April. At the beginning of April, guys, it has been very slow. And I'm talking to everyone. I'm talking to actors in my circle. I'm talking to my reps. I'm talking. Even though I'm getting booking some things and things are coming, it's not like it it has been. And everything is slowing down because mm-hmm. companies are scared to spend money on ads. Companies are scared to invest in films right now. It is well, a slower ask, time. Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. And the Writers Guild is going to strike. <clears throat> right. Well, and Broadway is about to also yeah, for touring. So there's a lot of things happening. Yeah. Um, for, for good. All good things. And I think so. The Go results. for it. I'm yeah, always in do it. Strike up, baby. I'm picket line, like, picket strike. line queen. Yeah. Um, my question is: I remember hearing last year mm-hmm. that there was some kind of budgetary discrepancy, or or maybe it was a fear, or there was something going on with money and a couple different streaming services uh-huh. that they were not taking on new projects until 2024. Right. And I remember bookmarking that in my head, thinking like. I'm going to revisit this conversation Mm -hmm. when that time comes. Mm -hmm. And so you saying this now just brought that up again in my head. And I'm thinking like, maybe that's what it is. Sure. And there, and maybe it was like seeing the writing on the wall with like recession money, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, um, putting a pause on things so that they wouldn't get trapped and like tank their business. Um, not that they could do that, but you know what I mean? Um, and so then 2024, once we kind of like get our bearings, I'm not going to say we'll be like a flourishing Renaissance, but we'll Mm -hmm. like kind of renormalize itself. Well, I think, I think it's just like anything else is a pendulum shift. It's like politics, um, for this industry specifically, uh, 2020, they used a lot of what was back in their backlogs or things that had already been picked up. Like my show was already picked up. Yeah. It was just sitting there. And then all of a sudden it was out. You know what I mean? As soon as 2020 hit, it was like, Hey girl. And I was like, great, bring them out, bring them out. Uh, but then when we started to come out and we started to start filming again, it was like intense amounts of filming. I have to say from, there were pilot, there was part of pilot season last year where I was having like seven auditions a week and I was getting called it like, it was crazy, but I felt like it was like, Everyone was like, oh, God, we're back. Oh, God, let's go. And now we've hit that threshold where the global economy is actually going down. There's a lot of issues happening in the UK, and I know this from my scene partners and the news and everything, but people Mm -hmm. I talk to, they're in the UK, artists in the UK. A lot of scarcity, a lot of downturns on what funding is going towards. Mm -hmm. Um, People are really... Like clutching their pearls right now, they're yeah. not. They're not giving it. Um, commercials aren't as uh, lucrative as they were right now. There's not as much money going into them. Um, there always will be money in commercials, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think we had this like downtime. Reached in the archives, came out, uh, swing and swing, 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 and made so much shit. And now I think that we're slow again because they have like, okay, we do have stuff that was made post pandemic or something made that was made during the pandemic. And now we have our editors back to make them pop. Um, I think we're in like a really strange downturn time that um, will have a pen. It always is a pendulum. So like you're saying, it could be 2024. It could be later this year. It could be something is going to happen where um, all of these things will come back. But that is scary for artists and people in my industry and our industry who, um, you know, are out there auditioning or are working in the, in the TV theatrical space. It is a little bit scary and disconcerting, but I'd say those are the times where be glad that you have something, you you have your own stuff happening, like my own companies or things I'm making or things I'm creating. And you have your things that you are making, creating, doing. Um, but there is, there is a lot happening. There's striking happening across the board. Um, the writers will strike soon if they haven't already, by the time this comes out. Um, which good for them. They get mistreated the most and they, you know, if, honestly, if we weren't on, we wouldn't even be on the set making this thing. If yeah. It wasn't for the well, and this writers. is like the second time in like two decades yeah, well, that this has happened. This, the reason this is happening is because people aren't understanding and they have to get it because that's how we're going to have good work and good, 
creative people creating good things, quality things, not good the things. same rehashed bullshit. Right. Like if I have to watch one more like reiteration of something. Yeah, dude. Like, can we Blank, stop? But it's now this. Like, shut up. Girl, girl. Come on now. Now we know why they're, they're striking. Y'all are boring. Boring. Uh, so my point is, yeah, it, there's a lot happening. I think there's a lot happening mentally. There's a lot happening economically. Yeah. Um, my scene, I have another scene partner who's in Paris, France. And he's like, I was like, dude, I want to go to France. I'm really excited. I want to go to Paris. I've never been. And he's like, no. He's like, don't. So don't, do, do not don't come do here do yet. Uh, he's like, there is trash. Everywhere. I know. And, the tr- and he was taking video footage of me because they're striking. Yeah. Well, let me give you, let me give you to the French. We always talk about the French and we're like, oh, well, they didn't fight in this war. They were blah, blah, blah. Bitch, they, they now are, they do. They are tearing it up. Bitch. And it's smart, too. It's amazing how it's they amazing. do it. They're incredible. Yeah. They're, they're, we have like... Um, the metro card go up by like a huge amount with no no improvements on the MTA whatsoever. They say there are, but what are they? Anyway, we don't do anything. We just pay it. Uh, women literally lose their rights. Fifty per, fifty years of rights were erased from me gone. as a as a as a female. Gone. Okay, cool. Where were the where are the flipping cars? But you know what the French do when the shit is not working out. They're like, oh you up, oh you up their ticket by one dollar, one franc, bitch. They flip cars. They yeah. literally do I all mean, of it. And the way that they're doing this whole thing now, it's not because of the Metro card is because they, no. they've raised the retirement age yeah. by like what, two years? Yes, one year? something like that. Um, yeah. And the French were like, no. No. And so they have cut the power companies because they're all unionized. Yep. They cut the power to all the wealthy people and the government officials' homes. So sickening. And the municipalities Love. have stopped collecting trash in the wealthy neighborhoods. Yep. And like they're they're pulling the rug out, which they're is so it. smart. They're not like burning anything down. No, no, although no, do, although do it, but although like, do it, but, yeah. but like, I don't endorse vandalism. I do, All I I'm saying either. is that, but to make a point, but to make you know, a point in an intelligent way, mm, yeah. This is for educational I'm, purposes only. <laughs> this is not to create a revolt. <laughs> no, but and I think there's a lot of conspiracy on TikTok and whether or not this is true, like how that the narrative of what's happening in France is not really on the news. Mm. Um, in the sense that they don't want us to see it because they know that we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I, they know that we'll do it, but and then the kids are doing it now in terms of marching and guns in yeah. schools because it affects everyone and it affects I mean, everyone. Tennessee, children. what a scary place. Great. And Florida, yeah. even worse. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, oh, I'll be in Nashville. Um, that's oh, the other Jesus. city I'll be in this month. Don't leave your uh, But I love Nashville. It's so pretty and awesome and, yeah. and really I've vibrant and artists and food. And um, yeah, I'm excited to go. It's for it's for a booking, but it'll it'll be fun to like see where I, I lived in Tennessee um, when in middle school. We literally lived there for six months and then got the fuck out. Uh, but that's because we were Watch not up. in Nashville. We were in somewhere else. And I won't say where, but it is a nowhere town. And right. nothing happens. And I would have been pregnant. Ooh, at 15, I mean, literally, I but knows? I mean, but seriously though, I'm from a nowhere town yeah. in Pennsylvania yeah. and you know, we were surrounded by farms and there were like 2,500 people that lived there total that were spread out. So like mm-hmm. we had neighbors directly next to us, but it was yeah. like in clusters. Wow. And so, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have ended up pregnant, but I'd probably end up dead in a car accident. <laughs> you would have ended up getting someone. <laughs> and that's crazy. That's Not crazy that, for that's a lot of reasons. For so many reasons. I'd be like, what? Adam, Wait a minute. Me? Me? You? <laughs> No. Me, you and your gay husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you never know, dude, down there. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I feel like in that scenario, because I think about this a lot, like yeah. my parents ended up moving when we were in middle school to like a bigger town. Yeah, mine did Which too. was like... We moved to Virginia, but like, it, was like, it was like bike paths and pools yeah, yeah. And, I think it was like suburbia. I think it was like 60,000 people versus 2,500, okay. which is a big jump, That's but a like whatever. There was jump. a mall. Yeah. Um, and so I had to drive an hour to go anywhere or do anything, but... I think if if we hadn't moved and we would have stayed there, like I would have just ended up trapped and I would have been like the token gay in the town. And I'm sure some, you know, some like we lived right behind a gun shop. So it was like common for us to hear like practice rounds going off. Like I just would have ended up killed. I would have ended up like some nameless person. That was like victim of a hate crime, like Fuck. like Matthew Shepard me, and like not yeah. and yeah. wouldn't have made news anywhere because it would have been buried in the town. Buried I would have been buried town. in the town, <laughs> you literally, and the news, and, and, you, back. and your beard, your <laughs> wife, your wife would be at your funeral. Like I just didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't, I had no idea he was. He was 
square. I didn't know he was sucking the dick on uh, the back alley well, of the porch I, of the I church. I had no idea. Oh my god! But I mean, that's anyway, literally where times. I'm from, though. Um, and yeah. Like, so now we're in an hour, so we should. Probably, <laughs> so I started this with mental health. All of this it, to say that our mental health would have suffered if we hadn't gotten yeah, yeah. out of where so, we were. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm saying now, though, I just want to say to our listeners, um, if you're having a rough time, and there's nothing wrong with that, we've all had rough times. Absolutely. I've had rough times. He has had rough times. Rough times mm. have been happened. <laughs> Rough, 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 rough times. <laughs> Maybe right now you can see it's a cry for help. No, um, we're but, both unhinged. Yeah, we're both unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> I've had no caffeine. How am I like this? Um, yeah, no, oh, but I think speaking of no caffeine, but I will say, uh, just to end it out, is like, please, please, uh, use talk to your friends like my friend did today. Talk to your reach out to your, your people. Um, and if you feel you know, alone, please get help in any way, like whether it's therapy, um, you know, I know better helps an option, but there's also like, look up on your health insurance. If you don't have health insurance, if you have state health insurance, there's people that can help you and talk to you. Um, I just really think it's important to, if you're in a rough place, don't isolate yourself too much. Cause that's kind of what's, I think, creating a lot of this exacerbation, uh, in our groups and our peeps. Yeah. And I think, I think also to that point, like, don't be afraid to reach out yeah. to other people. That's one thing that has saved my ass so many times is I've reached out to friends instead of waiting for them to come to us again, waiting for the permission thing. Yeah. Be proactive and re- reach out to someone and just say like, Hey, can we talk? Like, yeah. I, and like, even if it's like, Hey, can we get a drink? Hey, can we go for coffee? I really want to talk. Let's get lunch. You know, I feel like I do that so often where yeah. like people either will reach out to me or I'll reach out to them yeah. and just be like, can we like, <laughs> decompress please it's totally normal and everyone should do it everyone should do it and and you know this podcast is called how to be a rich bitch and you can't be a rich bitch let's say you get all the money in the world you're not rich girl because if you're not happy here there's nothing it's not going to be enjoyable it's not going to be something you live yeah it's not gonna be fun although i have always said if i'm gonna be miserable poor i might as well be miserable rich well, yeah, that's I'm obvious. Done. I mean, that, like, well, listen, I'm not saying, not saying don't get rich. I'm like saying work on your head too. Right, right. Work on, yeah. Real rich. Head and wallet. Head and wallet. Wallet head. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks guys. We're at an hour. That was epic. Um, see you next time. See you next time on I Wonder Your Rich Bench. Yes. Oh. You're so rich. Oh, pay me. Yeah.